Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. I hope you're all doing well on this Wednesday, January 19, 2022. If you're all staying warm, staying safe, uh, getting by your day, and pushing through as usual. Um, as always, you can find more of my content and episodes on various platforms. Do check out audia.io. Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. You'll find quite a few segments of the NFL season and then some if you missed anything. Um, as well as check out, you know, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many more platforms for a ton of episodes that you can definitely click and, you know, view anything or watch anything or listen to anything. So definitely do that and do share. Definitely appreciate that. So in today's episode, just going to get into a couple of things, talk some NFL a little bit, um, as obviously a lot of teams face important questions head up in their off season. Um, you know, I will touch on a little bit of college basketball and just talk about some of the best players that I've seen so far this season, and then we'll see how everything else rolls along um, as we go, you know, into this weekend. Obviously, a big week of games and. Um, the NFL playoffs heating up with some of the best teams in action in the divisional playoff round. So, I want to start with I want the Seattle Seahawks um, and um, Seahawks deciding to move on from a couple of their defensive coordinators or defensive coordinator and defensive assistant. Um, as the Seattle defense was not on par as it should have been this season and. Changes were expected in Seattle, um, no doubt, after a, a pretty disappointing season, uh, which they obviously missed the postseason, and um, this this team wasn't able to, um, you know, they weren't able to compete as well with the Niners, um, the Rams, and the Cardinals, who all finished above them um, and were in the postseason. So, Seattle was obviously a huge favorite just because of the quarterback they had and the roster and things that never panned out. Their defense did struggle quite a bit. Jamal Adams had his moments where he looked really good at times. At times, he really did not look that good. And Seattle this offseason is working with an interesting couple of assets. You know, there's not much flexibility they have, I think, in terms of can they really get talent there remains to be seen. Can they continue to build on things or remains to be seen as well? Because Pete Carroll has been there for a long time. And he's had a number of winning seasons and things like that. So the first time in a while you have one of those seasons where, you know, he wasn't at his best and he knows that. Uh, so the whole question now is, can he retool this team next year? Can he have his team back to a better spot next year? Because the division has changed so much where... Something that Seattle really lacks is some difference makers on defense. Now, Jamal Adams is a really good player, but he hasn't really panned out as well as he was supposed to be in Seattle. I mean, obviously he can't do it alone, but then again, you know, you see why um, looking back at the trade that the Jets made, it really turned out to be better for the Jets in in that sense. Um, But, you know, Seattle definitely... Couple, you know, a couple of linebackers and spots. They've been pretty slow 
the physicality on the defensive line has not been the same as it used to be back then. So Seattle, they might be able to draft a couple of players here and there, um, but are they going to be able to be a, a difference maker in free agency is the question. Now, what I also love of this franchise is Russell Wilson. And whether or not Russell Wilson wants to be in Seattle. I think a lot of that will be decided uh, early into the free agency period. Um, you know, Wilson, by all accounts, looks like he does want to stay in Seattle. Uh, obviously, there are spots where he could do even much better. Uh, there are some teams that could definitely make some trades and the asking price for Russell Wilson will be there for a lot of teams and who knows what it'll take it might take a couple of picks plus a player or two and we know that last year his agent and him report you know his agent reported the teams that he would have preference to trading wise and you know you look at it now and excuse me the Chicago Bears are already kind of set at quarterback with fields you know the Saints are a team that might be in play for a quarterback as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. So, um, Seattle's only going to remain competitive if they have Russell Wilson. Anything else under center, really, they're not going to have a shot. And look at this division, how it's been progressing. I mean, you look at Kyler Murray. You know, you look at Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, they've been able to have you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, a lot of teams have had success this year. You know, Garoppolo obviously has been able to do a good job of playing well and at least keeping Trey Lance and his eventual rise to the position, um, you know, maybe for next season to come. Um, but there's going to be a lot of interesting options for the Seattle Seahawks, you know, in terms of how do they want to build their team forward? How can they remain competitive? And it's only going to start when they start playing games better and finishing games better. Um, so, Pete Carroll is going to have to make some decisions. I, I would say that for C- Pete Carroll, it, you know, he doesn't have a good year next year. This team is not back in the postseason. There will be a change. And Seattle's really big issue right now is, you know, do they want to prioritize their small window of trying to win with Russell Wilson? Or do they want to kind of rebuild starting right now? And... Will Pete Carroll be a part of that? Remains to be seen, but changes they've made defensively. Um, there'll probably be a new scheme, and they're going to have to be much better than they've looked because look at the division all across the board. I mean, the Cardinals did improve. You know, the Rams and Niners have always been pretty physical on that defensive line. Uh, so Seattle needs some of that, I think, next season, and they need to make those changes accordingly as a team as well because uh, <coughs> excuse me if Russell Wilson isn't there or if he does not decide to be there long term or if he wants to be out you know what do you do then do you take the picks do you take the assets and rebuild um, or do you go the route of getting another quarterback just um, as mobile or you know in the draft so see I've got a lot of questions to make because that's presently constructed you know, they are not good enough to make the postseason next year. Now, they can, but that remains to be seen how they well they do that. Because they, they started playing well later in the season. And you just want to see them kind of get off to a much better start and 
play better, especially in those games that they had a chance. And obviously, Wilson did miss games, so you do have to factor that in. But next year, it'll be a big year. And uh, Pete Carroll has Russell Wilson. It will be a season in which Pete Carroll will be able to give it his all. But if Russell Wilson is not part of the Seattle Seahawks uh, next football season, then it's going to be a tough time for uh, the Seattle Seahawks team to move forward. And um, their rebuild might take longer than, than they want to. So we'll see if they can figure it out. And, you know, if they can figure it out, then, uh, you know, they might be in a better spot to compete with the Rams. Um and the 49ers in the years to come. But look at McVay, look at Shanahan. Um, they are really uh, doing great. And Pete Carroll definitely has been in the NFL quite some time and obviously college and all that. So Pete Carroll's going to have to adapt as well if he wants to remain a Seattle head coach next season. So now I want to transition and talk about... Um, Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers, and their situation with quarterback next season. And I look at Mike Tomlin, obviously, he, you know, uh, once again, proved to be great in all ways in terms of getting this team to the postseason. Uh, I had them out, obviously, um, because I thought that their team, their rosters, wasn't that great enough to make it in. But they did. Somehow, some way, they got in. And now the question is, what does the Steelers do at quarterback coming up? Because... It appears to be that Ben has retired. Obviously, he hasn't said it officially yet, but by all likelihood, it's been, it's you know, it's it's a wrap for Ben Roethlisberger, a great Hall of Fame career for him. Um, now, the Steelers have a choice to make in terms of how do they want to build their team forward because they got a defense that did have some injuries this season, but it did ascend and get better as, as the season went along. Um, you look at their talent wide receiver you know you have Chase Claypool Deontay Johnson um you know now you might have to re-sign a couple of their key players uh they got a running back in Nigel Harris from Alabama who obviously had a decent season could have been could have been better no doubt um so the question now is at quarterback for the Steelers look at their division okay you have Baker Mayfield there right you have Lamar Jackson Joe Burrow, and how are you going to contend with that in the future is the question about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think they have the number 28th overall pick in this year's NFL draft. So do they go quarterback at that spot? You know, that remains to be seen because they have Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins on the roster. And, you know, Mason Rudolph has been there obviously quite some time. And, you know, obviously a lot of players might be endorsing him and supporting him, which is a great thing. But, you know, is Mason Rudolph going to be able to win you those games? Is he going to be able to make those plays consistently? We've seen a sample size of Mason Rudolph, and it's a mix. It's a mix, you know, bag to be honest. I mean, the Steelers need something great at that position. Now they could be in play for a veteran quarterback this offseason. It wouldn't surprise me um, if they if they if they go that route because you know you do want to be able to win and have a good product out there. But look at the teams. Look at look at the agents that are out there. You, know, you really don't know if you're going to have a chance to get a veteran quarterback. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is someone who could be available. And who knows if Mike Tomlin wants to go that route or not because he's had a pretty good stretch of games here. Uh, but Pittsburgh, I think, to me, they definitely need to go at quarter. They need to make, prioritize the quarterback spot. I don't think Mason Rudolph is the answer, nor is Dwayne Haskins. I mean, look, Haskins obviously has had a tough career with 
being with Washington and then here in Pittsburgh. Just hasn't earned a whole lot of playing time. You haven't seen a whole lot of Dwayne Haskins at all. And Rudolph is a nice story. He's a great player and he can definitely, but he's not, I don't think he's ready to be in that spotlight where he can win you those big time games. So if you're the Steelers, you want first want to prioritize your offensive line and then you want to go quarterback. And I think that they may not have a chance to go for the top quarterback unless they move up in the draft. Because there's Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Um, there's Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Uh, those are two names that the Steelers could go after. And it would be a good thing because they do need something at, at that spot to change. Um, but Mike Town and the Steelers organization, they're obviously about that winning. As a, every organization is, you know, you want to be able to win and get to the playoffs. And question, do the Steelers go the route of getting a veteran quarterback trading for one or do they draft a quarterback and I think that they're better off uh, really trying to find a veteran a veteran player and uh, drafting a quarterback that they could develop that's the thing could develop because this quarterback draft class is okay it's decent but I mean it's not by any means a great quarterback class it could be it very well could be a great quarterback class but that comes down to how the combine goes, how the evaluation goes. And it's tough to see right now any quarterback really standing out uh, one from the other. So the Steelers could go the route of just drafting a quarterback in the second round. Um, obviously, we've, we've seen quarterbacks draft later in drafts that have turned out to be great. So maybe the Steelers go that route. I think they should go that route because they need to find uh, an opportunity uh, of where they can really develop and, and get this team at least back on the right track in terms of their offensive line. That was a huge issue for them this season. They got obviously just a defense a little bit. So I think that you should see that be the case where, you know, the Steelers just need to uh, fix some things up front and then see if they can kind of build on couple of schemes and things like that before they get a new quarterback in there um and you know that will be the that will be the case i think for the steelers this season so they next football season they have to really figure out mike tomlin obviously is a great coach and maybe he'll be able to develop and build his team accordingly um, as they enter an offseason you know without ben for the first time in years so you know, sean payton went through it and we saw that obviously payton had his moments Still led them to a winning record. So we'll see if Tomlin's going to be able to do the same thing. And chances are you can't bet against them. So it'll be interesting to watch how the Pittsburgh Steelers operate this offseason and whether, not, whether they are aggressive or not in terms of getting a veteran quarterback this offseason. So I want to cap off today's episode by just talking about some college basketball players of this 2021-2022 college basketball season. Obviously, it has been challenging for a lot of teams um, this season, obviously with COVID cases in the beginning, and things have gotten obviously a lot better since with a lot more athletes being able to play, a lot more teams back in action. Uh, There's quite a few of games yesterday. I think there was an upset or two. Uh, and that will remain to be the case as teams try to build their momentum, you know, heading into uh, the, the crucial months of, you know, obviously Selection Sunday and March Madness, all of that is really going to be on tap. 
and uh, you know talked about more and more you know so I hope we'll get into a lot more of those games and things like that but it's a lot of talented players obviously every year in college ba- college basketball and a lot of these players either returning sophomores juniors obviously some freshman players have really stood up for their teams early on and that's the thing is obviously you see this talent come in and you know recruiting and coaching really comes through for a lot of these players and I think that's going to be the case as we go along now the one and done rule is obviously still there um, and you know that will always be a, a hot topic of conversation um, you know in terms of talent that's so good you know, one and done right to the NBA uh, but there's so many paths now for these players to take um, a lot of teams obviously start doing their scouting their homework right around this time for a lot of these players so that will be the case for um, a lot of these ones so I want to talk about the three best players in my opinion so far of the college basketball season now obviously it's obviously hard to watch college basketball on a, on a daily basis just because there's just so much going on there's so much of uh, interchangement um, but the three players that I'm going to list that I see as the best players right now in college basketball in terms of this season so far up to this point uh, there are obviously some teams that are in the top 10 um, and for anybody who checks it out obviously a lot of these teams have either two or three losses or close to that um, but you know looking at overall impact production and what they're coming off and that's where I'm kind of going with my three best players here uh, so I think the first player that has really stood out so far this season college basketball would be Jabari Smith uh, who plays for the Auburn Tigers um, has really come along a great way as a player um, got incredible size at 610 I believe uh, freshman player actually and that's what's so you know great to see he's a 610 as a forward um, really has been able to do some impressive things for Auburn this season. Uh, their their team collectively has won really, really well. Uh, I think they've won you know a number of games. They made 13 games in a row or something like that. They've been really solid all the way early on in this college basketball season. Obviously, Auburn is one of those divisions, the SEC, that obviously doesn't get a whole lot of love and attention as much sometimes. But they remain to be a very important part. Um, of that conference and they're playing really well early they've you know, helped their case as well with the kind of wins they've had so far in their season and Smith has been uh, really good I mean you've seen him you know average almost 16 points a game um, he's you know been very consistent as a scorer um, and he's got a lot of versatility and skill sets that continues to be developed and I think that will continue to get better and better and, you know he does bring a lot uh, he's kind of the prototypical size that fits in the NBA today. Um, so, I do like his overall upside. I think, obviously, Auburn needs to keep playing him more and more. And he will definitely get an opportunity to be a standout even more. Some of their more meaningful games they have on their schedule coming up. But he's averaging, you know, 16 points on 50, 45% uh, shooting. And he's, you know... When he has it going, he's really shown a lot of good abilities to score a high number of points and really help his team collectively and defensively be on top. So um, I think he definitely 
but continue to shine and really emerge more and more as the NBA draft nears by. The second player that I believe has been so far really good this season, one of the best players, is Oscar uh, Tishwish from the Kentucky Wildcats. Now his last name is a tough one to pronounce, but um, great player. I mean, he is someone who uh, transferred from West Virginia after playing there for two years. You know, averaging 11, eight points, and this year. Kentucky, he's 14 and three, playing the center position at six nine. Um, has really done a great job this season of helping the Wildcats. Being allowed these games look better from the start. We know how much of a struggle it was for Kentucky last year, and they've off to off to a much better start. Um, a little more flow in their offense. They got uh, a six nine center who is rebounding at a high level. Uh, he's averaging more blocks. Uh, obviously, Coach K and his coaching has, you know, his Coach K, uh, not Coach K, I'm sorry, John Calipari, I mean, um, has done a tremendous job, obviously, of uh, coaching him, and this team is playing at a much better level than they did last year. They're seeing more, more, you know, more cohesion, more consistency, um, and you know, he is getting to double figures a lot this season, and you know, I think for you know Oscar. Uh, Tishaway, he's going to continue to have those opportunities to be dominant, and the main thing for him, obviously, is, is coming up big in those games against some of their rivals, the top 10 teams. Uh, that's the key for him, uh, but he's been special. I mean, he's 6'9". We know that, obviously, the center position has changed so much where, you know, a lot of guys um, have shots, can play to the basket, can rebound. Still really, really valuable in this current NBA style and everything so I think he is someone that will continue to do great things and he will you know, rise up the draft board as well I think with his overall ability as long as he continues to prove his shot making um, and his defensive proudness stays the same and the best player number one who I have number one who I have um, as the best player so far this college basketball season I mean, this is a tough one because uh, there's so many players that can be at this spot as well. Uh, and obviously, I'm, you know, kind of not looking into all the stats category by category. So obviously, there's going to be players who lead in scoring and rebounding. Um, you know, there's always going to be those players who, who lead in a bunch of categories. Um, but I'm looking at overall player, and I'm going to go with Johnny Davis. From the Wisconsin Badgers, six-six uh, guard, um, you know, is really averaging uh, twenty-two point three points a game, seven point four rebounds uh, in his sophomore season. Um, you know, for the Wisconsin Badgers, he's been really consistent all season long, really being efficient and scoring in a lot of these games this this year for Wisconsin. You know, I think they're second in the Big Ten conference right now. Um, they have a one big 37-point game. This is against Purdue, um, and he really stood out in the Maui Invitational. You know, he really did some good things in that that particular uh, tournament that that was there. So uh, they're 14 and two right now. Uh, they've been able to do some impressive things overall. Um, and he's been solid. He's been really solid for this Wisconsin team. They obviously uh, are right there in the top 10, top 11. Uh, special player. I think he'll continue to really do good things. And some other players that I could mention. 
that are rising as well. Um, but you know, obviously, as I said, with the college basketball season, there are a lot of players who really stand out and you know get hot at the right time during the end of the season. So you know, but the players that I've mentioned here are ones to really watch. You know, they may go on the top ten or top five in this year's NBA draft. So um, definitely important to watch because you know some teams and obviously most NBA teams still. Um, obviously there's free agency and there's trades and things like that but we know the draft has obviously produced some gems throughout the years throughout NBA history and I think that'll continue to be the case in this one there's a lot of good players that um, definitely will have to keep on shining and finding ways to uh, improve their stock and obviously get ready for their you know interviews and the G, you know all those things that come with it so but these three players to me stand out quite a bit and I think that obviously team success is, is a huge part of it. Uh, there are other obviously great shooters and players that are doing great things with their teams this season. You know, they're in the top 10. Uh, UCLA is still pretty good there too. So let's see how it goes. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a very interesting, exciting, um, you know, you know, build up to March Madness this year and hopefully we'll have you know the experience of all those fans and everything even more so than it was last year so definitely setting up for uh, for a great uh, tournament hopefully and obviously speaking of tournaments that should be coming up and and next month or so as these teams start to get those significant wins and positioning in terms of seeding uh, for the for the men's bracket tournament